First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. And welcome back to the Two Beers Podcast, pod of the everyman. We are you. You are us. Oh yeah, that's how we roll, giggity giggity. Um, every week, I forget if we crack a beer first or say what's on tap. So, uh, Drew, why don't you tell us what's on tap? I'm pretty pumped, I'm not going to lie. We got uh, beer one, we got a little quick recap of Pavek and White from last week, which the fight didn't last long, so now they will the recap. Been waiting for this for two months. Uh, Jamel Herring, Carl Frampton... WBO Super Featherweight Championship in Dubai this weekend. Should be pretty awesome. Ooh, Dubai. Set the scene. Oh, yeah. Set the scene at the 130 pound division. Uh, some rumors of some big fights coming up. We'll touch on them. NBA buyout market. A couple teams got a little bit better. We'll talk about it. NASCAR, the one on wheels. They raced on dirt this weekend. We're going to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, they did. A little bit of a Masters preview, going to get our picks for who we think are going to win, and then we're going to preview Major League Baseball opening day today, Phillies first place in the NL East today. We're going to hit that parlay up, and then beer two, we were super psyched, it didn't disappoint, Godzilla, Kong, all you need to know. (laughs) Boom. Uh On that note, let's assume positions. Two brew salute. Three, two, one. Mm. Slightly sprayed in the face. Um, I have Trogue's Joyous IPA. I have been waiting to try this. I can't. Um, I've never heard. Go. I've never heard of that one. Yeah, Joyous IPA. What? Um, six and a half percent. It's a twelve ounce can. Here, let me. Let me first sip of it. Sounds like a oh dang! Sounds like a celebratory type of uh, type of beer. Yeah. Um. Um. It says brewed with Citra, Azaka, and Sabro hops. Um. You know what? It ain't bad. That's good. Fre- to know. Fresh and bright yeast strain. Yeah, it's good. Um, Tangelo and juicy papaya. All right, now it's just getting crazy. Um, what you got, man? Uh, in honor of King, uh, the King of the Monsters, Godzilla vs. Kong, I'm drinking a uh, Toppling Goliath. There you Pseudo go. Pseudo Sue, because it's got a big purple dinosaur on there, which is kind of <laughs> like Kong, Godzilla. Goliath is kind of like Godzilla. Sure, this, yeah. Th- this guy is a single hop pale ale that showcases the citrus hop for a well-balanced beer that is delicate in body with a mild bitterness in the finish. Ferocious hop aromas of citrus and mango give a refreshing taste. I'm Bright sold. Just enough bite. Yeah, this thing's not growing on me. Subtle uh, coconut. Yeah. 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 All right. Um. Anyway, so uh, first order of business: Pavetkin White. I think it was what a third round woo! knockout. Fourth. 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 Round. Okay. Uh, uh, I actually didn't see it. Uh, I, I well, I saw the knockout. I I uh, was busy Saturday and I have a chance to watch it. And um, 
it went as expected. White knocked him out in the fourth. Um, you 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 watched the three and a half rounds? I did. I did. I uh, I was I was on my uh, my neighbor's sick deck with uh, some fire and some burgers and some brews and uh, was watching it on my on my phone. And uh, I'll tell you, it was these these guys weren't screwing around. I think White definitely was uh, cognizant of you know not finishing not finishing the show against uh, Pavekin in the first fight. And he just came out throwing haymaker after haymaker. Pavekin too. I mean, Pavekin definitely looked a little slower. So a lot of people thought maybe, um, you know, recovering from COVID maybe had an impact on him. He was heavier and White was lighter. Yeah, he was heavier, and he just he just looked he just looked lethargic even coming out um, coming out for the ring walk. But yeah, Dillian White. I mean, this was an old fashioned heavyweight fight. There were there were no feints, no. No pleasantries. They were just throwing shots, and White uh, in the fourth just caught him with a rally of uh, of hooks and shots, and 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 ended the fight. So it was a uh, fourth round stoppage. So White regains his number one contender, I guess the diamond belt, whatever bullshit they want to call the thing. Um, so he's next. He's technically next in line for Tyson Fury's championship after uh, Fury Fury Joshua. So not a ton. I. I tried to watch some of the undercard, but man, the the fights were underwhelming. There weren't any really big names on it. Um, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't really get excited. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, that's fine. But uh, this upcoming weekend's a fight oof, you've, been, you've been waiting for. I have Jamel. We I mean we've talked about it a ton on the pod. You know the the three best weight classes right now: one forty seven welter, one thirty five uh, lightweight, and then one thirty uh, super featherweight. Uh, we got Jamel Herring, Carl Frampton. They're fighting for the WBO 130-pound Super Featherweight Championship. It's going to take place in Dubai. Uh, it was supposed to happen, um, I guess, five weeks. Maybe it was five weeks ago, and then Frampton broke his hand the week of the fighting training. Uh, so it was going to be in Vegas, I believe, in the U.S. and then or the U.K. Well, I know that's a little bit of a stretch, but uh, it got moved to Dubai. I'm not aware of the fan situation, but I gotta imagine that they are gonna have a decent crowd there. Yeah, you would think so. Yeah, I'm super pumped. Again, I I like I like these fights that may not be the the names you're familiar with, but they're gonna set up the divisions, um, and that's what this does. You know, the winner the winner of this fight is most likely gonna have to fight Shakur Stevenson here in the next six six months. Um, you know that you know that fight then sets up the winner to fight. Um, Valdez, who just well, yeah, who just took uh, Burchelt's title away, and then if you know Tank ever wants to, you know, fight anyone that's like at the top of their game in his actual weight class, you know, we could get a tag matchup. So that's what really gets me pumped up about this fight. Uh, you know, Herring, Herring's twenty two and two. I mean, the big thing about Jamel Herring, you know, he's a Marine as well, so you know, yeah, that that's a a topic you hear about him a lot outside of boxing he still serves um but yeah, 22 and 2 he's 510 and he's got a 72 inch reach which is you know pretty much his advantage in this fight next to Frampton who's 5 foot 5 and 6 has a 60, 65 inch reach so he's got 5 inches in height 7 inches in reach uh this is definitely going to be a, a clash of styles you know whoever's able to kind of impose their impose their style you know Herring fighting at distance, Frompton being able to get inside and dominate. 
Um, you know, Frampton's twenty-eight and two, but you know, I mean, his two losses are you know he beat Leo Santa Cruz for the the featherweight the, the featherweight championship. Um, Santa Cruz then won the rematch, uh, and then he also lost to Josh Warrington, who was considered the best at one twenty-six up until he just got rocked by uh, I think it was Lavara. There's just a, an an unknown. Um, you know, shocked the world. Probably what was it? That was probably a month and a half ago at this point. So. You know, this one's hard for me to pick. I, I've I've changed my prediction literally seventeen times. I started counting after a while. I've gone back and forth about seventeen times here in the last two yeah. days. You know, I wanna. I I don't like on on the Herring side. I don't know if it's because he trains with Crawford, and I just love Bud that like I'm kind of in the Herring corner. Um, but I mean, he does have. I mean. T- I always look at height and reach because I feel like you can dictate the fight a little bit more when you have when you have those advantages. And plus, you know, Frompton's been talking a lot that if he if he loses his fight, he's going to retire. Um, you know, he's trying to be the first ever. Uh, three... Her- Herring is the one that's the uh, the Marine. Yes, Herring. Uh, yeah, and Fr- Frampton's trying and Fra- to be Frampton's Irish. Yeah, I guess he's the wants to be the first. Is it? I don't know if he's from Dublin, but the first Irish three division champion. Something. Oh, something that's like right. That. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah. Yeah. So whenever these guys are talking about like, oh, if they lose, they're going to retire. To me, that's like a distraction. Like it's already on your mind. Uh, but Herring was talking about, you know, he was already, you know, predicting his future. He's only got three or four fights left until he retires um, a couple of days ago. I'm gonna give the edge to Frampton. I'm going to say Frampton wins a split decision fight 116-112. I think that's how it's going to go. I I just think his experience, I think he's fought tougher opponents. I think he has more experience, more rounds, and I think I I think he's going to find a way to get inside and not get hurt by Harry. Harry Harry doesn't knock guys out very often. So, you know, I don't think Frampton's going to be afraid of power. Um, you know, he does have a vicious, vicious hook, um, and a good uppercut. I yeah, just, I was going to say, I was going to say Frampton as well. Um, yeah, so, I just, uh, and, yeah. and we've, we've, well, actually I, I've been mixed on, on boxing. You, you've been, you've had a couple of bad weeks in a row. This is where you get back on the horse. I'm with you on Frampton. Uh, I like the split decision card. Have I have outside of outside of uh, Burchell? Have I? I don't. Have I, you, I began, you, I, you said Povetkin was going to win last week. Oh, I did. All right, you're okay. Good call. And, My bad. And, <laughs> I was going to say, and, wait, and wait, week, wait. I was going to say, wait a minute. Be, the Hold week on. before, the week before was a miss too. The last no. one we got right. The no, last we one we got. Ortiz. We got the round. We got the round for uh, better be wrong, but we didn't get the we didn't get the fight. We didn't get the fight wrong. Oh okay. Yeah yeah, yeah 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 yeah. I hear you though. Yeah, Pavekin was. I was. <laughs> yeah, I looked bad. So, on that um, one. Anyway, um, the fight. What do you starts... think? What do you, what do you think? Uh, I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm with you on Frampton. Split decision. Yeah, may, maybe maybe even unanimous, but it's going to the cards. I don't think we're gonna see a knockout. I agree. Yeah. What time? Um, yeah. What time does the fight start? So, uh. It, it is the undercard is at two. The main card yeah. starts at four. They're expected to have their ring walks at five fifteen. Okay. Um, I, I believe it's on Dazen again. Dazone. Nah, this one's they're they're top rank guys. Oh, okay. I just maybe I just assumed because uh, the dude was uh, our, every, know, I was gonna say it's you, every, UK. Any, 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 anyone that's on that side of the uh, 
of the Lions. Yeah. Anyone, is anyone, anyone, who, anyone who's UK is automatically with it's Eddie Hearn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's that's the mindset. Yeah, no, yeah. They're definitely both. Uh, they're they're with top ranks. So yeah, they're. I gotcha. It's ESPN. Oh yeah, yeah. It says that. Yeah, ESPN yeah it's, Plus. I think it's yeah. ESPN Plus. Actually, I don't I think, think it is. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah think, it is. It is. Yeah, they're, which is shocking. They're not giving this one away for free. That's wild. Well, th- this isn't a pay per view, though. I mean, ESPN Plus is basically there. Five, it's five bucks. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. So. Cool. Yeah, I, I'm excited about it. I mean, like I said, it's you know, a lot of people might not know those two names, but it just it just sets up 130 and. You know, we can, you know, finally get Shakur against, uh, you know, a legit world champion there. And, uh, yeah, it'll be exciting stuff. All right. Um, real quick, upcoming fights. Um, the, the biggest announcement is it looks like it's potentially almost maybe there, but June 5th, uh, Manny Pacquiao, 42 or 43 years old. I, I've seen it quoted a couple different times, but our boy Bud Crawford, who. Bud. Can't get anybody to fight him, but apparently Manny Pacquiao. So uh, I've seen several people say that Pacquiao will be uh, Crawford. Even a 43-year-old Manny Pacquiao will be Crawford's toughest test. Maybe that's right. I don't, I don't even – I mean, I, it, I, it, I just it, want it to happen. Listen, I, I, it'll, I, see, I think people get uh, – it'll be his toughest his, his toughest competition at 147. Like, people forget that Bud dominated two weight classes before mm-hmm. he then he then moved up again because he had nowhere else to go. So, like, it's yes. like, all right, I dominated, I dominated 135, I was undisputed at 140, and then he moved up to 147. Like, yeah, uh, that's, uh, that, that I, whatever, the Bud stuff annoys me. Yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped. I, I really hope this one actually gets signed and goes down because I would love for Bud to be the one that gets the Pacquiao fight that stupid ryan garcia all and these guys be, yeah all these and, guys were chasing Pacquiao. and i would love for it to be bud that gets all it. them Just, quote unquote kings yeah yeah because then if bud if bud beats Pacquiao, then what's spence's excuse then for not uh what's anybody's excuse yeah for not getting in the ring with him um yeah, yeah and if rumor rumor has it that uh aram proposed a 40 40 40 40 split between bud and spence and the winner takes the extra 20 so We'll see. We'll see where that goes. You know, this this fight will you know dictate a lot about that. Um, you know, and then uh, we're still waiting on what Valdez is going to do with his next opponent. He uh, in a recent interview he he talked about possibly Lomachenko, the winner of the Herring um, Frampton fight. No mention now of Shakur Stevenson, uh, even though he did after he won the belt, which you know led Shakur to go on a Twitter Twitter uh, tear as usual. So. Uh, should be pretty exciting. Then next week we got Joe Joe Smith Jr. versus Vasilo for the uh, for the 175 belt. The winner of that's gonna fight uh, better be if for the three belt unification, which would be super super exciting. So uh, we're back we're back to having some pretty pretty high profile fights here over the next I guess five weeks. A few weeks, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and then of course May May 22nd, possibly our first ever live live podcast. Taylor Ramirez. Can't wait. Oh, super stoked. Um, okay. Uh, moving on from boxing, you wanted to touch on the NBA buyout market? Yeah, man. So we had uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, you know, surprise, I wouldn't say shockingly, but surprisingly ends up signing with Brooklyn after being bought out by the Spurs. And then Andre Drummond, which a lot of people figured he'd end up with the Lakers, goes there. Um, you know, the Nets, the Nets pick up, yeah, so through the buyouts, pick up Blake Griffin and Aldridge. 
obviously Lakers with Drummond. I, I just find it hysterical how, you know, for two years people have been talking about how Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge are washed and they're not good anymore. And then they join. They and now join, they're on the super team. And yeah, oh they, join, they, 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 they join oh. the Nets and it's like, oh my God, it's so unfair. They've got five all-stars as if like, as if LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin have been like all-stars anytime here in the past like couple of seasons or yeah. have you even played at that level? Um, I don't think Aldridge is as bad as people have made him out to be. I think, you know, he just, you know. It doesn't he, fit today's game as much. Well, that yeah. and definitely not the direction the Spurs were going. So, right. yeah. um, you know, I, I I think he can still be a little bit of a factor. I mean, Griffin, I'm still not sold on the guy. The guy gets injured all the time. I just I just kind of found it hilarious. And, like, you know, even with Andre Drummond, you know, people have been talking about how that guy, like, his game that hasn't fit the NBA for, like, five or six years. But, yeah, he goes to the Lakers, and it's like, oh, championship. You know, it right. just makes me – it kind of makes me laugh at some of these buyout guys. Um, yeah. But, you know, we'll see. Aldridge, Aldridge started at center tonight, debuted with the Nets. A nice game. I think he ended up with 11, 6, and 5 yeah. in, like, 16, 17 minutes. So. I always kind of pull for Ald- – or um for Drummond. I don't know why, but, um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, don't mind. I, I, I know what you mean though, in terms of just like, what is he actually, how does he fit in with the, with the Lakers? I, I, I mean, we'll see. I mean, everyone keeps talking about his defense. I'm like, has he, when, when has anyone ever raved about Andre Drummond's defense? I mean, maybe his first couple years when guys actually like played post ball and like he, maybe. but like that's, I guess cause he's just a big body. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It's not um, a factor. Yeah, that's what so, I mean. Like, like those, like the, like the guys, but they had before in the middle, like Howard and Javale McGee could actually like rim protect and like you know, yeah, like roll, like pick and roll with some athleticism. And I, and not that Drummond's not athletic, but not like those guys, and not as big as those guys, not as agile. Um, yeah, and he's yeah. a better shoot. He's a better shooter than those guys, which is funny to say considering where he was. Drummond, six, about, yeah, about five yeah. or six years ago. Oh, Pandemic P just missed a wide-open layup. He's the best. Uh, sorry, I'm watching, right. I'm watching the Nuggets-Clippers game as we... Uh, as we uh, Well, on that note... Um, so. Oh, hold on. We didn't put this on the on the beer, but I can't believe we forgot about this. Final Four Saturday, bro. Yeah, yeah, good call. We pretty much... I, I Yeah, we forgot to uh, to announce that. Um, so, what, we got... The, we went from the play-in game we to got, the... To the yeah. final four, UCLA. First four, final four. Kylo Ren leading leading the Bruins to the final four, which is insane. Uh, I, yeah, wish I, uh, they, I wish I knew that great. guy's name. Freaking Mick Cronin, unbelievable. And then against Gonzaga, who you've been, just been Dude, riding all season. I have. I I I will be now. Like you said, now is the time just to put your full faith and full force behind Gonzaga. Like this has to be their year. They'll never, they will, if they, they will never be in a position to win a national title like like this this again. again. They got, they have one of the, they have the top recruit in the country. All those guys are playing so well, even there. I forget the one transfer's name who wasn't going to be eligible to play, but then they changed the rules. So he was, and everybody was like, yeah, let him play. Like, why wouldn't we want him to play? Um, Yeah, they do. They are surgical offensively their defense is stout tinny is just so much fun to watch the guy just has such high basketball iq great playmaker he's got the stash which is awesome that guy annoys me you don't like tinny he's uh, a very look he's a very look at me baller and i'm it's not all right. a, a, it's all right, as uh as um 
uh, men, men's league guide knows uh, we, we we're not all about uh, look at me ballers. He, I, he's I, very look at me. Make make basketball fun again. I'm all about it. Uh, and my boy Suggs, I love him. I'll probably cry like a baby for six straight minutes if Gonzaga does not win the tournament, and if they don't even get to the finals and they lose to Kylo Ren, I'll be so pissed, so upset. It'll break my heart. Um, um, and then the other side, we got Houston versus Baylor, Baylor. which it's gonna be that. That should be a good matchup. I kind of don't think it is. I, I I think I think Houston Houston Houston's I think the first ever team that to get to the Final Four playing all double digit teams to get there. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but, they're but you know what they've 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 been brewing for a few years now, dude. So yeah. like they this is this is they're not as much as Gonzaga, but this is their time as well. Yeah, well, I think we said it. I can't remember if we said it on the podcast where we talked with uh, the Al Cooley um you know the week before the brackets came out about the net and all that stuff or when we looked at the brackets i mean we said it if there was ever a year houston was going to make the final four this was going to be that year you i mean it's funny too because i was like i was like yeah so it's it's uh gonzaga and baylor and everyone else right and then i i just did not pick either of those teams to make the finals yeah right <laughs> oh god um yeah, I like. Listen, Houston's ability to offensive rebound, like I know it's kind of lame because that's like all they're everyone. That's all anyone else says. It's astounding to me it's how good they are doing it. Um, I, I think Baylor just has the the speed and the athleticism to take that away. I I I don't think that game's gonna be close, but that's just me. Um, I think it's gonna be more intriguing than than. I my 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 bold prediction: the Gonzaga UCLA game is closer than that game. I. No. Okay. All right. We'll see. Um, yeah, it should be fun. Houston Baylor tips off five fourteen on Saturday. We got UCLA Gonzaga. They're the late game at eight thirty. And then I guess are they are they doing the championship Monday? I imagine. I would assume they're back to normal schedule. Yeah. And then we'll just be singing, "The ball is tipped, and there you yeah. are." Yeah. Nine o'clock You're running Monday. For your Athens. Oh God. Love that. So yeah, no good call. Um. We almost totally glossed over yeah. that, but I had it written down. I just I totally forgot it in the uh, intro in the, pre, in the pre-session, the uh, in the intro. So shame on yeah, shame on me. Yeah, yeah, in the what's on tap, but uh, yeah, that's that's good stuff too. Um, oh, I do. But, it, but this tournament's all, big all, I have to say, all of this like tournament stuff in the middle of the week, like Mondays and Tuesdays and stuff, like. I am so far behind on all of my watching. Like, can we go back to Saturday, Sundays next year, please? I actually like it. I just need to remind myself that oh shit, there's there's a uh, there's basketball. Like on I'm two- missing I'm missing hockey games. I'm missing my my normal shows like Oak Island, which one of these times for beer two, we're gonna have you watch Oak Island, and that that's gonna be great. But what now, what is it? Oak Island on History Channel. It's, it's oh, good. Okay. I, I yeah, all right. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, I'm just I'm just behind on everything, and it's this is a big part of it. Um. But anyway, looking forward to it. One of my favorite times of the year is when they come out with um one shining moment. So I I, I tape them and keep them all for about a year and a half. Love it. You know they have them all on YouTube now, right? It doesn't matter. It's not the same as... Well, I guess now it's smart TVs. I can just put them on YouTube, but it's okay. Yeah. yeah um, it's not the same. Cool. Cool. Um, all right. Now, real quick recap on NASCAR. I'm, I'm invoke. There's no race this upcoming week. They always take Easter off. 
So I'm invoking for the final time, um, the, the longer than one minute, but sure. Um, so it was a huge rain out on Sunday. Like the, the, the Crick that's adjacent to the parking lot flooded the parking lot and like they had to move it to Monday. So that was a bummer. I was expecting it to be like red, a redneck Coachella down there. But like after all of the like rain and everything, I think that put a damper on the weekend. Um, as it turned out, ended up being a super fun race. Like the wrecks were crazy. And as the day went on, it, it became so dusty. There was just a cloud of dust and, and which caused even more wrecks. Mm-hmm. It was insane. Um, it was very entertaining. My son watched it with me, who's four, and we were, like, yelling the whole time. It was great. Joey Logano ended up winning, and he was something like – he was a long shot, like 20 or 30 to 1. I had been mentioning him as a long shot in the previous races, um, but I didn't for this race, which is funny. Kyle Larson was the prohibitive favorite, favorite at 2.5 to 1. He got in a wreck early, which – like, a car spun, and he had nowhere to go. And then he got in another wreck shortly after that. The whole front of his car was like ripped off. He was like down to the down to the frame and he was multiple laps down. So that was kind of crazy. Truex was super strong early on and then faded. Then Blaney, who was one of my long shots at uh, 22 to one, was looked really strong in the middle of the race um, and then faded. And then Logano at the end ended up dominating at the end and winning. Um, it was a little bit annoying. Just, I, I wish I would have known this ahead of time or else I would never would have suggested Kozlowski at 50 to one. They didn't do competitive pit stops. So the pit stop, the pit stops were, were like, all right, everyone just chill and like, take your time and not worry about being the first one out of your pit stall. Be like, they, they didn't allow them to change positions in and out of pit road because on the dirt, they were afraid, like, getting in and out of the pit stalls, like, people would wreck and, like, hurt the, like, tire changers and stuff. Because they were chilling on a dirt road. Yes. Laying back, swerving like they're George Jones. Smoking, yeah. rolling out the window. window. Oh, sorry. Ice so, cold beer in the console. Yeah, so, the, the, like, very very limited, very much limited the pitch strategies. Um, the only other thing of note, Stenhouse, who I had as a long shot at eight, 18 to 1, uh, uh, wait, yeah, 18 to 1, um, finished second. And uh, he, that's another one where our buddy Casey Shea will laugh. But if, if he had a couple more laps, uh, he just ran out of laps because I think he may have caught Logano at the end. But mm-hmm. super fun race. And they announced mid-race that they're going to do it again next year. So That's awesome. Yeah, everyone was pumped about that. So Good if stuff. They're, and if they're, if no they're NASCAR smart, this week. As I say, if they're smart, they'll try to do a, a collab with Disney to market it with uh, Lightning and Doc Hudson. But that's just me. They, I don't know why they didn't think about that the first time. <sighs> because they're not listening to the Two Beers podcast. That's why. Oh, some somebody is because oh, every there's, time there's every time we bring up a subject like it ends up on like espn i don't disagree it's a two beers um, podcast effect yep all right big brothers listening masters preview um not a ton to say other than we're back to our normally scheduled masters uh schedule um where is it we, where yeah like what course they play on Augusta? Was it Augusta? Are you joking with me? I well, I'm, I'm just saying with COVID, I don't know if they had to change anything. That's why I was asking. Oh, oh no, it's Augusta, dude. Okay, like, yeah, yeah they would it. never move that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 
I, I think they're still debating about whether or not to put fans in there. Yeah. Okay. Um, which I'm assuming it's Georgia. They will. Um, so Dustin Johnson is the favorite at eight to one. Uh, then John Rahm at ten to one, and DeChambeau at eleven to one. I'm going with JT Justin Thomas at eleven to one, and I think he kind of like since him and Tiger are like you know like besties, I think that he kind of like hat tips it to Tiger. Do um, Tiger. Jordan Spieth been playing his balls off recently at twelve to one, but I'm not going with him. Uh, the only other ones I would consider are Rory at sixteen to one. He, I think he maybe finally tames his demons here. Um, and two more I w- I would pick. Where are they? Um, I and, just, and I hate. You, I, are, you, are you just going to pick the entire field here? Or? No, no, no. I'm picking four. <laughs> and, and, and there's and there's there's two guys. And, and I'm, so two guys I like which is JT and Rory, and then my, my two hate picks. Uh, and, and they're everybody's. Well, not everybody's. Patrick Reed, 33-1. to Oh, one. God, everyone hates him. I know, but I think he's just he's been playing good, and he plays well at Augusta. And I'm picking this guy as another long shot just because. Just Scotty Scheffler, he's been playing good. I can't stand that dude's swing. He shuffles his feet when he swings. He's 40-1. to one. I can't freaking stand it, but... He's been showing up in the majors, so um, maybe maybe he's like one. Of, he just busts through at forty to one. But um, what, what you got, dude? So after hearing that, my man, pretty much my my idol at golf and my go-to pick in every tournament, well, every major, Bruce Kepka likely isn't going to play because of his injury. I had to consult my my golf gurus at Harrisburg, our uh, our fan favorites, Alex, Alex, and Jim uh to get some thoughts here since they they know all things golf and gambling but uh came down to i am gonna go with two guys that i like here i am gonna go spieth to your point spieth's okay. been playing spieth's been playing his balls off he's won he's won at augusta before um feels like it could be could be his time hey i would love it he he deserves another win it'd be nice to see him back i, I remember do i remember when he like rattled those few off there when he first yeah. became i was like oh dude like this he's guy's the gonna next be big the, thing yeah. yeah he's gonna be the next tiger like it's gonna go and then just like i guess just like everybody who we think he'd be the next tiger they just hit off the, a cliff uh, yeah, yeah off a cliff um yeah, and so that one's courtesy of uh jimmy matzo ball soup and then uh our buddy Alex, uh, Victor Hovland, BGB. Victor Hovland, yeah, as a I, dark uh, horse here. I I uh, I like Victor. He's he's a fan, young dude, young dude. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, came over from the Corn Fairy Tour and earned his way up. And 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 he's he's fun, dude. Yeah, thirty three yeah. to one. He's at. Um, yeah, apparently he's packing some heat like our buddy Alex. So I'm uh, I'm all in. Yep, yep. I uh, I'm I'm into. I I like him. Um, yeah, okay. That's what we got. From well, the I'm, uh, so that'll, we'll, we'll cover day one on our next pod. Um, and then if we have to tweak, uh, tweak some of our picks, we will. Cause that's what we do. That's right. That's how we, we pick everybody. Um, all right. Now MLB preview. We're recording, on uh, on night of opening day. Um, Let's go division by division here, um, and then and then just talk about our. Or do you just want to talk about general thoughts or? Uh, let's just let's just get wild with it. Well, I, I I got I got I got some teams that are on the clock. I have predictions, um, awards. So you know what, dude, you you you've had a big day. Why don't you why don't you uh, you drive and I'll uh, 
I'll throw some in. All right, all right. Um, where's the beginning of my my screenshots here? Okay, American League East. Yankees are the prohibitive favorite, minus two fifteen, with the Blue Jays a plus three fifty five and plus three seventy five. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with the Yankees. The Blue Jays are gonna be fun. They signed George Springer in the offseason. Yep. Um, and with with Bichette and everything else, uh, they're uh, they're gonna be fun. But um, and I, I expect them to do well. But I, I'm going Yankees there. Yeah, same same here. I mean, at at some point they gotta. They got to make something happen here with their exactly. Yeah, with you know, after signing Garrett Cole, that was supposed to be the missing piece. Uh, you know, they need to they need to get moving. Yeah, uh, the AL West um, Astros are plus one twenty five, and the Athletics are plus one forty five, and the Angels are plus three seventy five. I don't know what to make of this division. Um, well, you know where I'm going. I guess I would say athletics because they just always seem to replenish. And I know they got some young guys. I think some young pitchers, honestly. That, um, but I don't know. I, like, can we just have the Angels be good? Like, that's what baseball needs. Like, can, can Mike Trout just win a division and make a deep playoff run? Like, please. But no, we're not going to get that. We never get that. But is is that who you're going to pick? I bleed Billy. I'm going A's. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I think they'll do well. I don't think they'll do anything in the playoffs, but I think they'll do fair, well fair. in the division. Fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, this is probably the most uh, debated division in all of baseball. I think. AL Central is what I have next. Yeah. Um, the White Sox are minus one twenty one. Giolito's looking just to continue his dominance. Um, Minnesota Twins are plus one twenty five, and then the Indians are plus seven hundred from there. From there. Indians lost a lot. They do bring the uh, Cy Young Bieber back, um, which I think he won the Triple Crown in this shortened season. Justin Bieber um, won a Cy Young. Yeah, yeah, he did. That's shit. All right. And um, but yeah, the White Sox are minus one twenty one. So honestly, though, that division's always like, I sure I don't know. I, like uh, the White Sox, I, your guess is as good as mine. I'm going. Tw- I'm going Twins. Twins, are you? I can see that. Yeah. Um, I don't hate that. Okay, so now we're going to swing over to the NL. NL East. This is the other division that has me perplexed. Um, yeah, a lot of good teams. Braves plus 120, Mets plus 140, Nationals plus 600, and Phillies plus 875. Wasn't it just like a year and a half ago when everyone was just slobbering all over the Phillies and all their acquisitions? Uh-huh. Now they're... Yeah, but then they decided to completely ignore their pitching issues, and I get it. But they say keep, they keep okay, games. but say Nola's good, and then they go acquire like one other good pitcher. Like but why? Why would you? Why would based on their track record the last two years, there's no belief that they're going to do that. Yeah. Okay. So they're plus eight seventy five. Um, the the Braves, Mets. I, I honestly, I kind of like the Nationals here, but plus six hundred. I I don't know that they get past the Braves and the Mets. Um, again, this is to fit your theme of teams that need to get moving. I see why the Braves are plus 120, but honestly, when you look at the Mets roster, I'm kind of going Mets. Like they, they, their lineup is pretty damn stout. Yeah. Met, the Mets are too trendy for me right now. Maybe it's because a bunch of my buddies are Mets fans and they're I, all, I know that that's they're the all thing. Salivating. They, I'm actually, they, I'm actually going national. I'm going nationals. And this is probably just because of. Probably because I love so like I 
you'll see in some of my predictions here for the playoffs that if I love a guy, I just I'm all in on that team. So which is probably not the way to do it. Soto, but, um, yeah, yeah. Dude, I think no. listen, I think I think the Braves are the best team in that division. I think the Braves should win it, but I'm gonna go Nationals. I like Soto. I think he's a beast if he stays healthy. Dude, I'll, I'll piggyback on you on that. I because because you'll see. I I I'll, I'll bring him up later too because I love Soto as well. So um, yeah, dude, I am. Uh, oh shoot, where I lost my place here. Um, I, NL Central. I, yeah, love. Oh shit, hold on, hold on. I uh, lost my place. I'm sorry, but I, I like that plus six hundred Nationals to win that division. Nice. Um, Let's roll it. What the frig? Where did the National League Central go? I don't know. Um, the the favorite to win that division is oh my gosh! And what happened to the NL West? Oh no, I'm imploding on the pod. Oh, here's the NL West. Um, Dodgers minus two fifty, Padres plus two hundred, and then <laughs> the Giants are plus four thousand, and the Diamondbacks <laughs> are plus five thousand. So I mean, it's Dodgers. It's not even. Yeah, you know what? Like, I tried to convince myself to like, like, oh, maybe the Padres give them some heat, but like, I, I, you... I, think, I think Dodgers will be pretty, pretty clear cut the winner of the NL West. When you look at the Dodgers lineup, it's just like, yeah, it's insane. Oh my gosh, it, yeah, it, it really is just friggin' nuts. It's insane how, how friggin' good that team is. Now, are they gonna are they gonna show up in the playoffs when it's not a uh, cookie cutter Mickey Mouse World Series? That's the question. And I do have some predictions for that too. Me too. Um, NL Central. NL Central. Cardinals plus one hundred and five. Brewers plus two hundred and fifty. Reds plus three hundred and fifty. Cubs plus four hundred and forty. And the Buccos plus sixty five hundred. Oof! I like the, wor- that. the worst of any team in baseball. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm picking Cardinals. They went out and got Nolan Arenado to pair with my comeback player of the year. Wait, are the Giants plus four thousand? What are you talking about? Yeah, but the Pirates are plus 6,500. Oh, oh, God. My bad. I thought you said 600. <laughs> no, 6,500. <laughs> All right, my bad. Um, who do you like? The Cardinals. Because uh, they went out and got Arenado to pair with Goldschmidt, who I think is going to have a huge bounce back year. Flaherty, um, which everyone keeps talking about, the, the opening day starters of Giolito, Flaherty, and Max Freed. Freed for the Braves, Flaherty for the Cardinals. Gilito for Chicago. They were all on the same high school team. Blah blah blah. They didn't even make second round of the states or whatever when they were all together. It's so funny, but um, yeah, I, I I'm 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 all over the Cardinals this year. Plus one hundred five to win the division. Who you Is got? That catcher still for them. The guy with the neck tattoo. Yadi Molina. Yeah. Yeah, Molina's yeah, still, still there. there. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. Um, I got the Brewers. Okay. Yeah, like they're Bruce. they're they they got some they got some players and it's that's a, those are close odds but yeah um I'm not sure that they're gonna make the playoffs per se really might not I don't think they are actually I think I think the Cardinals win this division and then the wild card teams did they change the wild card format by the way for this year or is I it think back... it, I think it's going back to two okay so that that I'm think thinking someone from the NL East and the NL West. Uh, basically, like fair. the Padres and and like the Mets or whoever, or, or right. Washington. Um. Okay. So those are the divisions. Uh, do we want to pick World Series picks next? Nah, let's do uh, AL MVP. Okay, I got those numbers. Um, I'm, uh, I'm all in on my boy 
Ar- Arena. Uh, how do you how do we say his Ar- name? Arena. Arens- oh yeah, I just I love that. Arens- Arena. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure he's not at the top of any list, but he's. I don't even have. I'm not even. I don't even see him close. Coming I, I, coming out of the bubble, he was the most fun player in baseball. The most the most cheerable, rootable for a guy in all baseball. Well, I love that. Well, dude. Drew, he he's plus three fifty for AL Rookie of the Year. How's he? How how is that possible? Because last year was just like. So that did not did it did it knock out? Yeah, no. I'm taking him. I love him. I love that guy. R- rookie of the Year or MVP? MVP. MVP. And Rookie of the Year. Do it all. He might win Cy Young too. He's that good. I, I, you know what? Here's the thing. I'm gonna go. He's gonna win Cy Young. I'm gonna, I'm gonna (laughs) go with with Mike Trout. Uh, boring. Plus, but I mean, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. But here's here's a reason. He's not my MVP, but like the writers are so in love with the saber metrics that they're gonna pick Mike Trout. To me, I think the real MVP and who I want, who I'm, who I want to put money on. I'm all in on the Yankees. I'm going not Judge, who's who's plus twelve hundred. Giancarlo Stanton, forty to one. <laughs> Jesus, why? Are you nuts? Why? Because I, I, he already won an MVP in the NL, and he's going to win one in the AL. You're I think. He, it, yeah, wow, that, no, that he, may be he, the craziest thing you've said on this podcast in 20, he, 24 episodes or twenty. Is this twenty five? Twenty five. Jesus, if, dude, if he stays healthy, I'm telling you. I'm 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 all over it. He's 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 gonna he's gonna hit like a bajillion home runs and hit three thirty, just because he can, and he's and he's going to. Um, you you you, I don't even know dude, what to I, say to you right now. <laughs> I, I don't even, I don't even know what. Like I thought I was kind of crazy with a Arena here, but Arena's uh, not even. He's below that. He's below Giancarlo Stanton. That's fine. So you you are crazier. Okay. But I um. Plus, I mean, I did say that they're going to pick Mike Trout, but I, I, I'm with with if I'm picking with my heart, I'm picking Giancarlo Stanton for the Yankees. That's. What... I I would I would t- I would I would take Garrett Cole as the MVP over if I'm going Yankees over Stanton. I, I understand that. I think there's a more likelihood of that happening. Well, I'm just telling you that it's going to happen. Um, all right, so Ayers Arena as the AL Rookie of the Year plus three fifty. I didn't do Rookie of the Year. I didn't. I didn't. Pick sure. That, so. uh, for the uh, you know what, me either. Uh, National League Rookie of the Year, Cabrian Hayes for the Pirates is actually the odds-on favorite in the NL at plus oh, wow. three fifty. So they'll they'll, t- they'll trade him what in three four years? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, Sixto Sanchez, pitcher for the Marlins, mm-hmm. is plus five hundred. Dylan Carlson plus seven hundred for for the Cardinals. I'm actually taking that guy, Dylan Carlson. Yeah. Um. Because I'm just all over. NL MVP. Did I not? Did we not say that yet? Uh, you did not. Uh, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Oh, um, Juan Soto is the odds-on favorite at plus seven thirty-five, and that's, that's what pick. I'm going with. Yeah, that's my that's pick my too. Pick. Love that guy. Um, with a hat tip towards uh Mookie Betts and Acuna. Bets plus seven fifty and Acuna plus eight hundred, but yeah, I, I think so. I think it's all about Soto this year yeah. plus seven thirty five. And Co- Cody Ballinger plus nine hundred, but they it's have so many pick. good players on that team. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. So NL did AL. NL. Let me get to those numbers. 
Du, 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 du. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going to Grom. Did Grom's uh, yeah, odds on favorite at plus four twenty five? Yeah. I mean, to your point, I think their lineup actually is gonna be able to produce for him finally. So a lot of the games where he's been phenomenal but doesn't get the wins, uh, I think that'll finally happen, and uh, he'll, he'll end up winning, winning it this year. Yeah, did it, I feel like he's won a couple? But uh, Trevor Bauer, who was the uh, Cy Young with the Reds last year, is now with the Dodgers. He's plus seven hundred. Another Dodgers up there at plus uh, a, a thousand ten to one. Um, you Darvish plus twelve. He's actually going to be my pick for for the Padres. Okay. Twelve twelve to one. My I love I freaking love Max Scherzer at nine and a half to one. But I'm going to go with you and and use teammate Blake Snell is twelve to one as well. Um, Luis Castillo is fifteen to one for the Reds. That's interesting. Um. That that I'm that would be my second pick, but I'm gonna go you Darvish at twelve to one, because you uh, Darvish is another one who like the stats people are starting to realize just how dominant he is, and so I think like the stats people are gonna be all over him this year. Walker Bueller ten to one. Did I say that? I don't know, but um, Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. Um, no. I'm gonna go you. Okay. Um, A A L Cy Young. Um. Honestly, I don't even know. Like, I feel like Giolito's the sexy pick at, at, at 450. The, the number one is Garrett Cole at plus 350. Shane Bieber is, is 400 to go back to back. That would be kind of insane. Um, yeah, I'm going Cole. I think I, well, we'll get there. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, it's, it's his to lose, in my opinion. Go get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, especially he, when he's got the MVP on his team. Jesus. I know, but here's the thing with here's the thing with dude. I'm telling you, he's gonna have a he's gonna uh, he's gonna have a monster year. He, he's gonna stay healthy and have a monster year. I can feel it. Okay. Um. But Cole, my only reservation with Cole is he lets up a lot of home runs and playing in Yankee Stadium, like he's gonna let up a lot of home runs. So uh, I feel like his ERA is gonna be inflated, even though he's gonna strike out like 17 boatloads of people. I'm going Garrett Cole. Guess I'm going to go Giolito, 450, even though that's kind of like the... uh, Hyunjin Ryu at plus 1,300. He's up with the Blue Jays now. That wouldn't be a bad pick. Um, I don't even know where else to go. Like, uh, Garrett Cole is kind of like the obvious choice. Maybe Bieber goes back-to-back. I don't know. I'm picking up Giolito, 450, plus 450. Okay. All right. Um, what else? We, we, on to our, um, uh, yeah, let's do, let's, let's do our, let's do our world series. Then we'll do my, who's on the clock. little Okay. Segment. Be- before we get to world series. Yeah. My, my beloved pirates, <laughs> the over under for wins for them. I have here at 58 and a half. Pakoda has them at 61 wins. I, I did some research on this for NL teams in the NL. In the past 10 years, there's only been two teams to go under 60 wins. One of them was the Marlins. So all those bad Marlins teams the past few years, they've only gone under 60 wins one time. And you have to go back to when the Astros were in the NL, when the uh, NL Central had like a 1,000 teams in it for the last time. And they they did it twice um, back in like 2011 or something like that, went under 60. Excuse me, went under 60 wins. So 58 and a half wins for the Pirates. I'm actually taking the over. 
oddly enough, and not that they're going to be good, they're going to come in dead last, but like they could lose a hundred games and beat that by four wins, like three or four wins. So like, that'll be depressing. Eh. No, it's just what was expected. Uh, the, I do. The thing going against that number is they, as they did last year, they will tank to get that first pick. Um, so if they come out sucking, which they will, uh, they will tank to get that number one pick. Um, so maybe that hurts them in the end. But uh, even still, I'm going to I'm going to say they they eclipse the 58 and a half mark. OK. OK. World Series picks. AL. Who do you got? I'm going to go Yanks. Um, obviously, I, I'm I'm thinking Giancarlo Stan's gonna have a monster year. I think everyone on their team's gonna have a good year. Um, I think the injury bug has been biting them. I think it injury bug starts to bite them early on, and then they just coalesce at the right time, and and Ooh, and then coalesce. they yeah they metastasize and 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 come together at the right time. They are um oh to win the AL. Come on now. All right, I had it and I lost it. Who do, who do you got? I'm going to Renzerania, baby. Going Rays. Go back oh. to the World Series. You you know they lost like a ton of pitching. I'm right? going to the Rays. Going back to the World Series. Oh he my can't god! Why? He can't be stopped. Why? Because I love him. I love that guy. He's You're just because him. of Arizona. He's yeah. He's gonna energize that ball club, and they're gonna they're gonna do great things. You just watch. It's gonna happen. <sighs> okay, Yankees are plus two thirty to win the AL. The second team is the White Sox at plus three eighty. That's and, and then the Twins at plus seven fifty. Okay. Um, honestly, if it's not the Yankees, I understand where the White Sox thing is coming from, but like I don't see them as head and shoulders above like all these other teams, like. Yeah. Twins plus seven fifty, Rays plus eight, uh, Rays are plus eight fifty. That surprises me. Blue Jays plus eight seventy five, Athletics nine hundred, Astros. I saw a lot plus, of people still picking the Astros as if Springer losing Springer's plus a thousand hit to them. Yeah, but Bregman's awesome. Um, Indians plus two thousand. I mean, about the Angels? Who's, who's, maybe maybe the Angels come together at plus two thousand. Who's been more clutch in the playoffs, Bregman or Springer? Um, I don't know. I think the answer is Springer, but either way. Um, yeah, interesting. Um, you think you think anyone remembers that their Astros cheated and they get booed? Like they would have gotten immensely booed oh, last like year. The, <laughs> that, remember, remember, good, I was gonna say, point. so you already forgot. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if that happened. No one had a chance to boo them yet. That's yeah, a great they point. Were, they were the biggest winner of the pandemic. Oh wise. yeah. Um, yeah, that's a great point. So you know what though, I'm gonna go Yanks. It's it's like now or never. Plus two thirty to to make the AL. Um, who you got in the NL? San Diego Padres. No. San Diego Padres. With with the lineup with their um, pitchers of Blake Snell and Yu Darvish and um, oh who else do they got? They got a young guy out there. Son of a gun. I uh, I I don't like I said I think the Dodgers will absolutely dominate the regular season because. I mean, they're yes. clearly the best team in baseball, but I think the playoff, the playoff jibbers come back to them, and I think the Padres are going to come out of the NL. I Dude. think I think they take the wild card, and I think they I think they win the World Series. 
Dude, I am with you on the Dodgers. I think I think getting out of the Mickey bubble. Oh, hi, Dodgers. Hey, Dodgers. Let's win the World Series. Win the bubble of... Wait a second. It wasn't even in. It wasn't even in uh, Disney. It was in no, like no, it was in like no. Texas or something. Yeah. No. I just. Yeah. You. You, you know. I, I. don't put much stock in the NBA or the MLB championships last year. So. Um. Either way, I yeah. saw my chance to bring the Mickey voice yeah, back, was good. and I took I, it. I applaud you. Um. But see, now I want. Now I really want to see this um, Padres thing. Um. Anyway, so my NL pick is actually the Cardinals. Okay, you're all and in I, on the cards. I, I am, and I, okay. I um, just, I just, I think Flaherty comes back, um, and I think uh, Musgrove. Who, who else they got? Um, here I'm on the Padres now. D- Denilson, Lamet, Lamet, I think, and Chris Paddock. I think those are the two dudes I had in mind for the Padres. Um, and their their third or fourth or fifth starter, Joe Musgrove from the Pirates. Um, anyway. Cardinals, dude. Cardinals are plus ten fifty just to make it out of the NL, and I, I'm all over that. Um, so the Dodgers are plus one seventy five. The Padres are second at plus three ninety. The Braves are plus five hundred. Mets plus five twenty five, and then it jumps all the way up to the Cardinals. Oh, so I guess so the, pa- the Padres aren't as much of a dark horse to get to the World Series as I thought. No, they're, they're number two, right behind the Dodgers. Okay. I didn't look at the odds. I just uh... yeah, no, I got gotcha. you. Okay. But the Braves and the Mets are 500 and 525. But I'm taking the Cardinals just because, like, like we said, I think the Dodgers wilt under pressure. The Padres, I think they're very good, but I think it's just like thrown together too much too fast. Um, and I don't know. I'm just I, just on a hunch. I'm taking the Cardinals. Um, like I said, Arenado and Goldie. I'm t- I think Goldie has a big bounce back year, which sets me up for the Yankees and Cardinals, and I'm taking the Yankees to win it all. Okay. With Garrett Cole winning the series MVP at that point. Okay. Uh, so you, you what you have Yankees versus Padres. Uh, I mean, in reality, I think that's what it will be. But I, it's more fun for me to pick the Rays because I love Arenzer. Oh yeah, you had the Rays. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's me just being fun. But yeah, I mean, I, I think the Yankees are gonna get out of there too. Um. All right, on the clock. My wait, so who, wait, wait, so who do you have? Who no, do you no, have I'm sticking with the Rays. I'm just saying, like, that's Oh, the my, Rays to win it that, all. Okay, me, no, 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 Padres. I got the Padres beating the Rays. Oh, Padres to win it all. Yeah, yeah okay. I do, yeah. Um, well, what are those odds for the Padres to win win the whole shebang? I, I didn't look at the odds. I just kind of did it um, just at my half-ass internet research. Padres are plus 800. So to win it all, the Dodgers are plus 350. The Yankees are plus 550. Okay. Pod, Padres plus eight hundred, White Sox plus eight fifty, Mets plus a thousand, Braves plus a thousand, Twins eighteen hundred, Blue Jays twenty two hundred, Astros twenty two hundred, and the Cardinals twenty two hundred, and the Rays twenty five hundred. So that's interesting. Rays are like smack dab in the middle. The Pittsburgh Pirates are two hundred and fifty to one, twenty five thousand to one. Twenty five, yeah, tw- plus twenty five thousand. Which is which is two hundred fifty to one. Nice. Um, cool, cool. All right, hot seat. Who you got? Um, yeah, on the clock. So I got four, four teams slash players. My first one, Mike Trout and the Angels. It's time. Yeah. It's been ten years that he's been in the, in the in the Major League Baseball. One playoff appearance. Uh, that team was. I think they were the best team in the American League. They choked, got swept by the Royals. 
It doesn't matter that the Royals went to the World Series that year. That was that was the Angels' year to win. Uh, it's time. Like if you're not, if you don't make the World, if you don't make the playoffs, I want to make a World Series. If you're not in the playoffs this year, it, it's time. It's time to trade Trout. Like I know that's a tough pill to swallow. Trade him somewhere. Get what you can. If if it hasn't worked in ten years, if it wasn't a jackal the first ten times, it's not going to be a jackal the next ten times. It's time to it's time to shit and get off the pot. Which is a uh, Family Guy reference for yes. anybody out there. Yeah, so that's that's the first team. Team number two, Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, my squad. You know, two years ago they made me one of the happiest fans signing my man Bryce Harper. Hashtag Make Baseball Fun Again. Um, you know, they trade. They realize they the farm system isn't great, so they make a big free agent signing, give them three hundred million, which. Guys, you know, 26, 27-year-old studs like that don't become available um, like that that often. So, right move. Totally agree with it. They trade the only prospect they have, Sixto Sanchez, to get JT Romilto. Totally on board. You're going for it. Let's do it. But then they completely ignore their pitching. They have a pitching problem with their starting rotation. Their bullpen's atrocious. They made one acquisition for the bullpen, Archie, whatever his name is this year. I'm terrible with names. I'm not even going to bother butching it. Um, so it makes no sense. It makes no sense for what ownership did by, you know, you're going all in, but then you're not going all in. So it's half and half out. Like if you're going all, it's either you're going all in, you need to make a trade, get a big time pitcher and beef up the bullpen by the all-star break. Or, you know, you may need to think about unloading JT, even though they just resigned him and maybe even Harper because, what what's the point if you're not gonna if you're not gonna get if you're not gonna fill the pieces and spend the money where you need to to make the team a playoff and World Series contender like should have got off the pot so they're number two for me number three Cubs and Chris Bryant uh you know they won they they broke the curse what was it four or five years ago now at this point won the World Series you know they've been taking steps back ever since. Uh, there's there's been rumblings that they were going to trade Bryant the last year and a half. You know if they're if they're stumbling out the gate, yeah, you know, I think it's time to to move move him. Uh, and he's fallen off too. He was one of my favorite players for a few years there, but he's his play to me has kind of fallen off and digressed a bit. Um, and then number four is the Yankees. You know you've got the young you know you 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 got the reputation of building the farm up. Great pitchers. You you know you had enough talent that you could let guys like Didi go. Uh, it's time to make it to the World Series, boys. You know, you didn't you didn't get there a couple years. You came up short in the ALCS uh, last year, second round. I guess, I don't even know, was it the second round or whatever, you know, bubble playoff they had? They didn't get it done. Uh, now's your year. You better make it to the World Series. Yeah, you spent the money on Cole. You got Judge. You, you got the MVP, apparently, and uh, Juan Carlos Stanton. Make it happen. Those Ooh, are my four. I can't wait till that happens. Oh, if... <laughs> It's not happening. <laughs> those are the those are the, those those. Are well, the Trout's my official pick, but Giancarlo Stan is who I'm picking with my heart. I he he's gonna yeah. do it. Yeah, I mean those to me those those are the four teams that have the most uh, pressure on them. And it would have been the Mets had they not solidified their you know their uh, their lineup a little bit more this year, just because just wasting the pitch like their 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 pitching staff's just been tremendous for so many years now, but they just you know nothing offensively. Um, but they've now obviously fixed all that. So, yeah. Hey, one thing I wanted to mention, and I, I'm looking at all the all the books now and all my apps. 
the sports books. And it looks like they took it down, but that uh, makes me so mad. But um, he, uh, I guess his name's not Raul Mondesi Jr. anymore. I guess it's Adalberto Mondesi. Um, he was the far and away favorite for most stolen bases. He was like minus 150, and everyone else was like plus 400 or more. He's... <laughs> I. I'm going to, like, I don't even know when I'm going to get a chance to see him, but, like, on MLB Tonight or uh, whatever they call it, MLB Extra Innings or whatever they call it on the MLB Network on a nightly basis, the highlights of that guy stealing bases, I I don't know what the over-under is, but I bet he gets, like, 75 this year. Like, it's, I can't wait to see that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Okay. That, and if that was my favorite prop of the year. Uh, uh, for player props was was him at 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 minus one fifty to lead the league in stolen bases, but it, I don't even they may have taken him down now after one game, so I don't know. If you find it, get it. Anyway, um, that's yeah. I think that's it on baseball. You got anything else? Uh, no, man. It was it was it was fun having a baseball game on during uh during the day today. With the, uh, the yeah, right. Players. Yeah, watching it on. Uh, we'll be getting back into some some daytime gambling here. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. I like it. Good stuff. All right. Oh, shoot. Let me finish this last sip of beer one. I guess we're on the beer. T- oh, no. We got to do the parlay. Parlay. Um, well, I'm going to stick with hockey since I've been picking good hockey games. Um, I am picking the under. I've been picking overs a bunch. I'm picking the under in... Oh, what game was I going to... Wait, where'd it go? Um, here it is. Uh, wait, was it this one? No, no. It, okay, it was the under at three o'clock on Saturday. Blackhawks versus Predators. There's been a lot of unders in ho- in the hockey recently. It's been a little bit strange, so that, I'm gonna go with that. What is, What do you got? My, my, Blackhawks versus Predators Saturday at three o'clock. I'm taking the under. I took the over last week on Edmonton and Toronto, and it it hit in, in the third period and overtime. Um, so under this week, Blackhawks Predators Saturday three o'clock. Okay. I don't know what what, what the number, what the line is yet, but I'm taking the under. What what you got? Uh, five fifteen Saturday, Baylor cover five. Okay. Over nice. Houston. Yeah, I think even cool. if it's, I think even if it's a close game, I think they cover. Yeah, free throws at the end. That makes five. Sense. Yeah, I mean five's kind of a a low number for you know yeah for a game where you know Houston would you know. They'd likely try to extend it as much as possible. So yeah, I like I like that one. Yeah, like yeah, okay, cool. Ham, cool. Hammer, hammer the bears. Nice. Okay, beer two. Assume positions. Two brew salute. Three, two, one. Oh, wow! Yours really cracked there. That was good. <coughs> well, I got um. I got the coffees. Excuse me. One one I've had before here. Lawson's finest liquid sip of sunshine. It is a whole pint this time around. Eight percent. Um, it, it's it's a good one. What you got? Suda Sue baby. Now now it's now it's time now it's time to really get amped up. Oh God, this thing puts the joyous IPA to shame. It's so good. All right. Kong bows to no one. <laughs> go. Godzilla versus Kong. You you go first. Oh, like, bro. I've been what? all right. So I have been super stoked for this movie 
I'd say easily for seven months. Uh, when the trailer came out a month ago, maybe a month and a half. Oh my god! I you would have thought I popped like seven Viagra. I had an erection for for days. Um, you um, you're a big fan of this ser- whole series, right? Yeah. Listen, I and listen, and I, I I I I'm not a movie buff. You know, I was once told by our friend uh, Duis Chamelio that uh, you know, I I wouldn't even enjoy a movie like The Lighthouse. You won't get that reference, but uh, you know, I. <laughs> I go and I watch like when I when I go to watch movies like I understand what they are before I watch I'm like I'm not watching a Godzilla or Kong movie because I think like there's going to be a great acting range or an Academy Award winning script like I'm just hoping for some sweet visuals like awesome monster fights like you know I don't want to be let down with stuff that just looks like stupid and it's just like oh okay well what you know that was the dumbest thing I ever watched like I, I understand what these movies are. Like, I, or like, if I go to see a comedy, I'm not expecting it to be an academy where academy award winning movie. Like, I just want to watch something that's going to make me laugh. Um, yeah, so I I love the series. Like I said, we talked about it before. You know, it started in 2014. They rebooted what they call the MonsterVerse with DC and Warner Brothers. Um, it was it was Godzilla, which uh, you know probably my least favorite of the series. Uh, the next, I think 2016. They came out with Kong Skull Island, which phenomenal. Our buddy, our buddy Teddy of the Nightcat Recap, he's actually watching it right now in prep to watch Godzilla Kong. Um, that that had a tremendous cast, uh, and the, it actually did have a great story that went with it. So that one was cool. And then in 2019, I believe it was Godzilla King of the Monsters, uh, which I thought was excellent. I put that right behind Kong Skull Island, and it all leads up now. To Godzilla vs. Kong, which is supposed to be the final movie in the MonsterVerse, but you know we talked about it before the pod. You know they kind of set it up to where if they wanted to do more movies, they easily could. So I'm pretty pumped. Like I said, Millie Bobby Brown's in this. Roll Tide on anything Millie Bobby Brown does. I love her. She's great. Uh, I'd, I'd watch any movie that she's going to be in. Um, so I've seen all four. I or I've seen the three prior movies, and then now this one. You know, I thought it was delicious. It was great. There were a couple, <laughs> a couple things that I was just like, all right, even this is a little much for my, even my, you know, liking of this kind of movie. Um, so I'm kind of interested to get your take as somebody who hasn't seen the other three movies, kind of similar to Justice League, and then I can throw some candor in. Um, but I think it's important, you know, you'll go off on some stuff. Our our buddy Kevin Lacey told me I, we were watching it together yesterday. You know, when we were, I was nitpicking on some stuff. He brought up a great point. You gotta, you gotta suspend some belief in some of this stuff when we're talking about the two main characters are three hundred and fifty foot gorillas and lizards. Yeah. So I just got to get this off my chest. Do it before I even get into it. All right. Why? Did they make Godzilla's body type basically resemble the Philly fanatic? <laughs> Gotta get that off my chest. Uh, I'm like, can they at least make him muscular and not just like this like weird like like yo, he was, yo, thing? Dude, he must have been doing believe it or not, he must have been doing some Pilates in the offseason because yo, he was nimble as shit in this movie. 
fighting wise compared to the other movies where he was he was he went from like rocky 2 to rocky 3 fighting style that's 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 what i would compare godzilla king of the monsters to godzilla vs kong godzilla yeah yeah like he 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 was thick with two seasons in the trunk and i was just like can can he be a little bit slimmer like i'm Fair a little enough. more belie- believable with his agility you want to you want to put him on that paleo diet yeah okay and so you need to get on that keto he can, <laughs> he can really be swinging that tail but uh i love it he he so like i i'm sitting there watching this movie and the entire time i can't decide like i i either love it or i hate it and i can't decide the entire time because like like you said you suspend the disbelief that like there's a giant gorilla and a giant lizard that is also somehow an ocean dwelling lizard and breathes nuclear nuclear fire yeah yeah well like every, so everything about them like you can get over okay but then on top of that <laughs> like all science just like ceases to be real of what's in like the real world so like in this movie there's there's this like what the hollow earth hollow is earth, like which is the home uh, it's the where where all the tight of the titans well, yeah, where all the Titan monsters come from, which is the center of the Earth, which they have a theory that the center of the Earth is hollow, and there's this force down there that is just like, uh, like I guess we we found out where the force comes from in Star Wars, some kind of giant nuclear level force, like beyond nuclear level. I don't know. So then I don't know why they there's some evil corporation that's trying to like. Apex. Yeah, they're trying to get like a robo Godzilla to like Mecha take over Godzilla. the world, so that way like humans are on the apex again, and Godzilla's trying to take them out, but nobody knows that this corporation is like trying to be evil and like take take out Godzilla, and they're like, why is Godzilla? Which Attacking, I mean, yeah. I, I didn't even know from previous movies that Godzilla had a truce with people. Yeah, he's the he's basically the protector of the Earth. He's he got another bit. Godzilla basically brings balance to the world. And obviously it, yeah that's that's what it's supposed to be i will say too like for a gorilla like a 350 foot gr- gorilla like kong has a hell of an arm like the dexterity he has right? like that opening scene where he just like it takes that giant tree and like and like throws it perfect spiral and pierces Oof. the bio the the poly shore biodome that they have him living in on skull island yeah, and I, I was that, I was a particular fan of uh, him scratching his ass after he woke up in the first uh, thirty. Why seconds. Why does he have no junk? Like, is it, like that, I, <laughs> that's like I don't know. I never actually thought of that. I, I was intently looking for his junk the entire time, and I'm just like, nothing, nothing. Is it like is it is it like is it like one of those things where it shrivels underneath the fur and it's then like, like it's like a dog. It just goes away. And then it's and he pink, sees and Mrs. This, Kong, and, and then, then it just like comes pink, out. Then this pink thing comes out. Yeah, it's a great call. I I didn't even think of that. Yeah. So, <laughs> not only that, but he's also an excellent swimmer and can hold his breath a great time. Like things titan, you would never, ex- things you would never expect an ape to do. But yeah. So, um, shout out to Kong for just having having a cannon. Oh, and <laughs> a, so a couple things that made me just laugh out loud. Okay. Like so when they finally so, okay so. This is the ridiculousness of this movie. And this is why I can't decide if I hate it or love it. So this Apex company decides they need to harness this thing in the middle of the earth 
to run their robo Godzilla. Godzilla. And that way when they uh so they but they need this like force field in in the hollow earth. So they have this theory that like the Titans just like and they even say like salmon spawn like that run up up the uh up, up river to their spawning ground. They just know instinctually. They're like we need to get Kong up to Antarctica where the hole is to get into hollow earth because then he will instinctively like go to where this like he'll know where to go for this this force field or whatever so when they get to hollow earth they're in this like super flying machine called a heave yeah and they're like all right we need this super flying machine because we otherwise we'll get crushed when gravity is inverted excuse me <laughs> when gravity now, is, is, gra- inver- is gravity only inverted when they go from the real earth into hollow earth or is hollow earth in general inverted gravity true <laughs> inverted gravity is not a thing that doesn't even make sense like what did the, what are they talking about i was just like what what inverted bro, bro bro the professor in his mom's basement in philadelphia came up with it it's got to be real gravity is inverted the guy flips the water bottle upside down Oh, that that really illustrated what what you meant there. I I don't know. So they go into this, they go into Hollow Earth, and and I expected it to be like I don't know. I, I expected it to be hot. I don't know, but down there is just like this. <laughs> it's just they get it's down like sand, there. It's like sandals for for gorillas. And it's just this like yeah. It's just like this lush green thing with like mountains and stuff that's just like a, a like with all these other monsters down there and it's just like this like it looks like dinosaur land down there and it's and i'm just like i just started cracking up i'm like why is this in the center of the earth and then but then like they made it have like a middle point in the middle of the sky where things floated and then instead of clouds there was just a ceiling with more mountains on top of it. So I guess that's where the gravity inverted. I I don't know. I, I just started cracking up at their depiction of the, of hollow earth, but at the same time, I kind of liked it. Cause like I read, a, like as a kid, I read a lot of Jules Verne and I read journey to the center of the earth. And yeah. I was like, it's like, Oh, this is kind of a neat depiction of, of the center of the earth. Like all these, like, and I think Jules Verne actually did have dinosaurs in, in his journey to the center of the earth down there but and so that was kind of like what that was like and i was like it was a little bit of a a hat tip to jules verne but (laughs) i just started cracking up when i saw that the other thing that made me crack up (laughs) so please please be the same thing that i have on my list it has to be so so um I don't. I again. I, I and I forget why. But Kong and Godzilla, they're they're mortal enemies, and they have to fight. So, this is their second or third fight towards the end. And Godzilla is just like a bamf and can't be stopped. And so oh, it's Godzilla Godzilla beats up Kong, and Kong is pretty much left for dead, like in a pile on the street. But the little deaf girl from skull island who loves kong and and communicate with her with 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 sign language language. um she can feel his heart is still beating but it's slowing down he's about to die so they use one of these like super 
uh, flying machines, these heaves to like restart Kong's heart. The energy source, yeah, for him. And he comes back. And like his shoulder was all jacked up <laughs> from, from Kong. Oh, yes. Yeah. Or from Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> and mean, meanwhile, Godzilla's now getting his ass just totally kicked by Robo Godzilla. Mecha, would you call him Mecha Godzilla for God's sake? Why? Sakes? They That's never his, even said name. But when did they even say that? They said it like four times in the movie, if not more. It's Mecha Godzilla. Stop interrupting me. It's uh, Robo. It's, it's, it's literally <laughs> a robot that they put that. <laughs> They put that stupid l- nuclear source into. Anyway, I'm about to get to that. So, so for uh, Kong now is is like reanimated, and he has to enter the fight to now help Godzilla after Godzilla killed him, and his shoulder is all jacked up. So I'm like, what are they gonna do about his arm? <laughs> so Godzilla's <laughs> like, ah, I got this. And he he. <laughs> He, he he starts popping his own shoulder back into place. That was awesome. Like he's like like he's like an athlete on the sideline or something. Was so and so good. he's like grabs his shoulder and rips it, and then he just starts jamming his shoulder into a skyscraper, and he's like, yes. and then he pops his shoulder back into place and re-enters the fight. I mean, it, I I was dying laughing when that happened. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah so like um the thing that killed me about robo godzilla was that with this this nuclear force that was down in the hollow earth like so what when when kong went down there and activated this nuclear force or whatever it was like they didn't have to trans like capture it and transport it via like like they downloaded yeah that was dumb I thought they would have to like capture it via like some kind of battery or something and then transmit it to the surface. But <laughs> they like down- they like downloaded it. This little like this little like spider robot thing comes out and like drills a core sample that's like the size of like a can of beer. And and somehow like uploads it into yeah. the in into the corporate headquarters of Apex. And then they 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 get the sequence. We got what we need. So now that like this nuclear fusion crap is somehow downloaded, they upload that to the the Robo Godzilla, which had previously been um, uh, controlled by like this guy via this brain machine. The kai- yeah, the kaiju or yeah, it was hooked up. They were. They used the the skull of like the used, old Hydra, the yeah, other monster, King Ghidorah. They used it's. A, there was a th- basically a three headed dragon that used tel- tel- telepathy to talk to like the heads talk to each other, and so they that was an end of credit scene at King of the Monsters that. Uh, they, so they hooked th- up all these wires yeah, to, the to the dragon heads, heads yeah. so that it could yeah. use it could use telepathy from yeah. the the driver who was this guy who was in the skull. In the headquarters, and then they uploaded the nuclear force into that, so then he could drive the Robo Godzilla, which then the Robo Godzilla went rogue and just started ripping things to shreds itself. Yeah. But then once it was two monsters against one, then they beat the crap out of it. Yeah, Kong. Uh, Kong used the uh, spoiler I guess the, alert. The, he used the yeah he used the Godzilla axe to just hack the shit out of Mecha Godzilla. Wait, why was it a Godzilla axe? The, it was down. It was down there in the hollow earth. Because the, he the, it. 
the the spike is a spike from one of Godzilla's ancestor on the tail. That's like that's put that wasn't obvious. No, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. obvious. Oh yeah, that's like the that's 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 the blade of the axe. Like what I got a, 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 like I guess it's a scale like that's on his back. Yeah, oh, that's a thing. Okay. Totally. That's why it, nu- it had nuclear charge like Godzilla does. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. I, I, sure. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know if I... So, in summary, I have no idea if I liked it or not. I will say, the visuals of, like, the monsters fighting were fantastic. Uh, it was awesome. So, so, so the, I was very, very... Um, satisfied with 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 the visuals of the monsters fighting so if that's what you're in it for great like it was it, that was great yeah um the rest of it i was just like uh, it was just a state of like confusion and and like not knowing <laughs> if i should just like keep going and like like do i like it or not and just like i said some parts made me laugh because of how ridiculous they were um i did want to throw this at you throw it and this 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 head. is the whole this is the. This was a callback for me. This was a callback to Indiana Jones. Do you realize that this movie would have nothing would have changed had Millie Bobby Brown not even been in this movie? She was a totally useless character in this movie. Yeah, it's probably fair. With minimal lines. Yeah, it's, it's, except for the except for the fact that she was. Uh... A carryover from the first two Godzilla movies. Yeah, she had she, she accomplished. Yeah, she really didn't accomplish anything. No, nothing. Yeah, like agreed. She had yeah. that whole side plot of them like infiltrating the the corporation. Now she dragged her friend into all this, and he ended up dumping what the uh, liquor. Don't, don't ruin my favorite stuff. <laughs> well, well, well. They, yeah, so, he does, so they he dumped... he, he, That's that's how they short circuit Mecha Godzilla. By but, dumping alcohol in the computer which, system. Why, why was why was Mecha Godzilla hooked up to a satellite? Because so it, Mecha, I mean, it was it so, was a, it so was Robo a, Godzilla was hooked up to a satellite, which was hooked up to a computer at the headquarters. I mean, it was so then a, they, they took mach- alcohol and dumped it on the computer at the headquarters, which temporarily short circuited Mega Godzilla, and then that's when the the two other monsters were able to beat it up. Yeah, I mean, it was a human made machine. That's why. That's how they were trying but to. But it went rogue. So what the hell? Like, well, they were. I mean, they connected... were ultimately. They 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 didn't intend for it to go rogue. They wanted to control it so that they didn't have to live in fear of the Titans. Yeah, but they obviously weren't controlling it. So how how did? Well, they were. Until they, no, they they were controlling it until they exposed it to the uh, the power. The uh, we call it the nuclear power source, and then it took over. For, it started thinking for. Okay, itself. so so when they dumped the alcohol on it, were they in control of that monster? the the not with the telepathy for what it would do but it still was functioning right. but it was it was still powered and functioning as part of what they did to put it together so the computer and the satellite that's that, no that's even no no it, it, it is beyond the pale of ridiculous any hoodles that 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 that's thing fair. went right. that yeah, thing went point. rogue anyway so her friend so other than her friend which she dragged into it the dumped the alcohol yeah. on that computer which temporarily short-circuited they could they could she was basically just a vehicle to introduce for like, nothing no for nothing she was just there, she was just there to show the under like the underbelly of apex no but not her that was that podcast dude yeah but through her too like it wasn't just him but that but no they didn't even need her 
he he, he could have yeah, it was her, it was it was it was her idea to go break in and then start going up elevators and doing all that crazy shit i i don't the, disagree the with guy you. broke in before her though no he worked I mean, he worked there because he wanted to break in all right you're right i'll give it to you she was she was just like people say how the uh indiana jones was useless in that one movie in all the she, movies not just the she one. she was useless I thought it was specifically the one. But yeah, anyway, she, she she was useless in this one. No, because even in the one with Sean Connery, it was like, well, if Indy's not there, then the uh, you know the Nazi the Nazi guy would still drink from the wrong cup and die, and then it would be over. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyhow, all right. So I thought it was great because I you know it was everything I wanted it to be. The co- here's a couple things that I thought were a. Li- some some that I just didn't like that I thought they could have done more with and my ridiculousness stuff, but um, I would have liked them to go in the very be- the very be- the movie starts out right somewhere on Skull Island where apparently Monarch has built some type yeah to your point a biodome around a portion of Skull Island to keep Kong safe because apparently like I guess the geology of the island that's unpredictable just became inhabitable because of rain. And because no, that's not why they built the biodome. Well, it was also to keep Godzilla keep keep him yes. out. Godzilla. Yeah, but I think they they basically said that a bad storm wiped out all the people except for the the girl, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyhow. Yeah, but it didn't wipe him out. Yeah. Why well, would I would have liked I would have liked to get a little more clarity on like that whole process of to like how that how the hell did that happen or like just what was going on there with like Kong. Um, because they just three in that as if you're, you're supposed to know there is like a small like newspaper clipping in the credits of king of the monsters that talks about some activity around skull island but like that doesn't really do much for me so i i, I would have liked a little bit more around there um such an odd nitpick I, well because i want well, i've seen the other i've seen the other three movies so i'm looking okay. at it from a different lens um okay and the the guy who was powering mechagodzilla through the telepathy of the kaiju source um you know he's 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 just this asian guy that they briefly just say his name but give no backstory or relevance but he's actually the son of dr ishiro sarwaza sarwara uh who is the head of monarch in both godzilla movies who spoiler alert you know sacrifices himself to save help godzilla recharge quicker in king of the monsters by detonating an atom bomb in his secret lair so he can get nuclear power um so like if you know if you actually introduce him properly and like explain that like you could see okay well that's why this guy's working with apex to take out godzilla because he's got a grudge that his dad died for this you know for for the monster um instead of like the ridiculous story about the professor in the basement's brother who died in uh you know inverted gravity which nothing ever happened with that storyline so why the hell do we need to know it um it would have been wait that that guy that was in the basement was not in previous ones no he he was new to this movie (laughs) yeah that's what i'm saying uh well that's so that's hold on but that'll be one of my ridiculous things but like instead of wasting the 45 seconds tell me about this guy's dead brother why don't you tell me about the guy the the evil guy was the guy was the guy's dead brother no no I Hollow, that was by the way, by the way, Hollow Earth has never been even mentioned in the other movies. This Are you serious? The, yeah, this is the first time it was ever mentioned, <laughs> dude. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I assume that whole Antarctica thing was just a holdover no. from a, a previous Ab- movie. Absolutely not. <laughs> they in in Godzilla: King of the Monsters, they showed uh, Godzilla's underground lair where like he re- he reboots with like some like weird nuclear waterfall. Yeah, no, for sure, oh. dude. Yeah, so that so that that was my one. So that's my second nitpick. Um, and. What was I gonna say? I would have liked. I would have liked a little bit of. And again, the movie was only an hour and fifty three minutes, so like it doesn't need to be a four hour Snyder cut of Justice League. But you know, I would have. Well, let's let's go for two fifteen, and maybe I, I would have liked them to explain Hollow Earth a little bit. Maybe like you know a couple of backstory scenes. You know, I love backstory, but like explain why the Titans got out of there. Like so, okay, so this is where the Titans come from. There was a big battle between the different Titans, Kong, Godzilla, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like. How did like Godzilla get like like how did the Titans pop out of Hollow Earth and then end up at different locations on Earth? Like that would have been I I would have liked to have known that again because it wasn't in the previous movies. So like that would have been interesting to me to be like, are there different openings that like you know Kong went through the wrong tunnel in a cave and ended up on Skull Island? Like, you know what how- I you know what I was hoping for when they talked about that guy's dead brother. Nah, he tra- <laughs> what. Well, two things. One, I was hoping they tied this all together. One, they talked about how that guy's dead brother tried to go into a hollow earth and then was crushed by inverted gravity. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me laugh even saying it. And then two, the reason they were able to get Kong to convince Kong to go into uh, that hole in Antarctica to go into hollow earth, and they, they said, maybe you have some uh, family in there. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole reason he went. So... What I was hoping for was that Kong actually, there were other Kongs in there. And also that guy's dead brother actually didn't get crushed. Oh, and you just found him living in there? like, And he was friends with all the other Kongs. And then he was just like (laughs) an army of Kongs with the guy's brother. And it was just like a giant family reunion. And then they went and took out Godzilla. That's what I was. <laughs> you were hoping for. That's what that I point. was hoping for. Oh, wow. But it didn't happen. Yeah. Well, in 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 Kong Skull Island, like his parents are dead. Like you find out, like they died, and like Kong is the only survivor. Um, oh yeah. You should you you would really, I tell you, you you should you know if you have time in the next week or so you should watch Kong Skull Island. It's the, that's go- not gonna the, happen. The Godzilla movies you can do like you know that you can do with or without them, but Kong Skull Island was actually really good. Um. So yeah, so that was those were my like things I would have liked them to build on a little bit more. Um, just because again, like I as again as someone who's seen the other movies, like they weren't mentioned in them, and I was just like, okay, like here's your opportunity to build that storyline, and you didn't do it. Um, my ridiculous things. Number one, uh, the fact that this weirdo, uh, you know, long haired unshaven professor in philadelphia that sold like 15 books of this hollow earth theory just randomly shows up on skull island somehow and talks to uh you know an old friend and convinces her to pick up this 350 foot gorilla on a tanker and sail him across the world to antarctica into hollow into hollow earth to get some power source no no they came to him the the company came to him no 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 no, i know apex went to him but he then went to the doctor that's in charge of Kong uh, that that works for Monarch. Yeah, he was friends with her. He was. Old, yeah, he, he was, was just like a colleague. random. He was a random friend that she hasn't seen in years, and he just showed up there and was like, "Hey, like, you know, let's uh, let's just like take Kong here on this like, you know, this like theory I got that he's gonna take us to Hollow Earth to get this power source uh, to like, you know, help us fight Godzilla." And she was like, 
Yeah, cool. Let's do it. Like, why not? No, like, yeah, no, because because the, the biodome was failing and they were out of options. I still thought it was kind of flimsy. Um, yeah, and like, uh, and like, yeah. she like like like, what's her clearance? Like, she just was. She had all the power to be like, yeah, sure. We got this three hundred. She was the number one caretaker of Kong. Yeah, but okay. Well, like somebody put her in charge of Kong. Like, is she like the president's daughter? Like, who is she that she's just like? Yeah, let's just take this major titan across uh, across the ocean and uh, release him into the world. Yeah, that was the strangest it. thing in the world that they like somehow <laughs> sedated him and. Oh yeah, like, oh, yeah, like like Kong's being ferried, like helped, yeah. ferried him from wherever Skull Island is yeah. to like Antarctica. And like even with the sedative, like he couldn't break those chains. Like, come on, it was um, so strange. So that that was I was just laughing. I was like, oh yeah, like shit why not um the second thing like the fact that all right so the first battle they had on the water on the tankers was awesome so badass um but the fact that like all it took to get godzilla who like you know senses threats and kills other titans when they get out of line like all it took for them was to turn off the boat and like he was like all right i'm good i'm gonna go away now (laughs) i was like what i was like is that that's it that's the theory yeah turn off the engines and we're good to go guys play um, dead they said we're gonna play dead yeah like i dude, and it I, worked okay. yeah uh, okay um where, so where did those helicopters come that then then carry no Kong idea. the rest of the way no i no idea okay all right i guess they i guess they were from apex i guess um were they on the carriers or did they come in no i think off- they i think they must have called them in um <laughs> i guess that plan that was plan c um <laughs> Okay. If they ran out of fish on the tanker for Kong to eat, that was oh, that was that was funny. Yeah, it was. Um, uh, the th- the next thing, like the fact is, so they have these, they have these, uh, what were they called, hydras, whatever the vehicles, heaves. Yeah, so they got these heaves that no one's ever ever flown before. They're yeah. gonna fly them through this unstable inverted gravity where the guy's brother, uh, you know, was torn to shreds, um, and they have no idea if they're gonna work because they haven't tested them um do you really need to be bringing the 10 year old girl with you like through this like entire place with all these wild yeah. animals like is that is is that not odd that they were like oh yeah like i'm i made i made a vow to protect gia oh uh, you know what shit you want to ride shotgun yeah come on yeah but <laughs> strap yeah, on yeah, I thought of that too <laughs> strap like, on, that's, yeah. that, that's some questionable parenting <laughs> Yo, like, maybe, stra- you, should, maybe yeah. you should have left her back on the mainland yeah hey thought. hey gia strap on this x-men suit and uh hop hop aboard and just buckle up and you're you'll be okay yeah <laughs> i thought that was so ridiculous well, e- even those heaves himself i was like when the guy like like made all these ridiculous maneuvers i'm like you've clearly had zero training on flying whatever this machine is like yeah now all of a sudden you're luke skywalker in an x-wing like are you kidding me like what what's going on like yeah uh dude it was that was hilarious um i my one of my favorite moments i was hoping to god that the head of apex's daughter was gonna die and like kong was gonna like eat her or something and when he grabbed her flyer looked at it and just crushed it i was like cheering yeah that was awesome i was cheering relentlessly for that even though she was super roll tied um yeah yeah i was i was pumped but yeah uh and then so that leads me to my before i get to my final ridiculous moment i did think it was a little strange that like apex is this state-of-the-art company with all this tech and all this stuff and they have like the worst security system of all time that uh millie bobby brown and their the two the podcast guy and her buddy were able just to navigate through the destroyed building basically the scooby-doo crew yeah they get through yeah they get their way into they get through the underground tunnel that was apparently built from pensacola florida to hong kong under the water that nobody knew about and uh 
Yeah, and then like the actual facility, like just you know, no, uh, just some random woman saw them in the uh, in the skull finally. Um, but the most the, the 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 one scene where I was like, all right, now this is a little much. When Godzilla nuclear bree blows a hole from Hong Kong through the world to Hollow Earth, I was like, all right, this is absurd. I was like, so like, does he just got some beacon and just happen to land at this one spot where he can just, he could just blow his fire down like a huge hole down the hollow earth. And is there a reason why inverted gravity isn't sucking everybody down and killing the entire world now? I thought that was ridiculous that that happened. And like Kong's at the other end growling at him. I, I, I didn't find it any more ridiculous than the whole thing, but I, I get it. That was, for me, that was like, I like I was suspending my belief for a lot of it. That, that part, I was just like, oh, God, this is ridiculous. Suspending disbelief. Disbelief, sorry. I was like, all right, this is insane. Um, but yeah, dude, I, like I said, I, I, it did not disappoint. I, uh, I, watched, I watched it last night. I was super pumped. I, I actually thought Mecha, I, when I, 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 that was the rumor since the trailer came out was that Mecha Godzilla was going to be in this and he was going to be the, the bad guy that was going to, you know, was going to be driving the rift between Godzilla and Kong and ultimately bring them together. Um, and, uh, I, one, I was impressed that DC was able to keep pretty much all footage of him from hitting the internet and leaking, but I actually, I actually dug him. Like I, I thought it was going to be corny looking. I, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was great. I guess the big question is that a lot of people are trying to debate, who 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 won the battle all all the way around at the end when uh is it Godzilla or Kong? It's no question. Who do you God, who, Yeah, it was Godzilla. God, yeah, Godzilla, Godzilla killed him. Yeah, he killed him and then Kong drops the axe and yields to him. So Yeah. To, yeah, to me, yeah, I, there's there's a lot of people that think it that think that think it was Godzilla basically was, you know, recognizing that Kong was king. Which I didn't get that at all, but no, yeah, to he me, killed him. If it wasn't for them restarting Kong's heart, he, he would have been dead. And then, yeah, Kong dropped the axe at the end, and Godzilla yeah. went back in the ocean. Yeah, I, so I Kong, totally Kong dug- did bow to somebody. Yeah, oh, the, uh, Kong bows to no one. Um, I totally dug the scenes, and I don't know what that is in Hong Kong. If it was in a real building where they tried to like kind of recreate the Empire State Building from the like old school Kong movies. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, the fight scenes I thought were all awesome, and the visuals I thought were just astounding. Um, and like I said, I mean, Kong scratching his ass in the first couple of minutes of the movie was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, um, I dug it. I, I mean, again, it's not super. It wasn't super long. Like they, they easily could have gone overboard and made that like a three-hour movie. They kept it to under two hours, so I, I highly recommend it. it actually, even, I was surprised the crit as of yesterday on Rotten Tomatoes. The critics had given it an eighty-one percent, which I thought, really? yeah, I thought critics were gonna tear it apart. Um, but they dug it, man. They, uh, I'm trying to pull it up now to see what. Uh, it was strange. Uh, I, I, I. Well, it's tough to even, one again. You haven't. Seen, I have no idea if I recommend it or not. I don't. I, know. You may. You, if you, every if, time I started to hate it, I started cracking up. So I was I gonna say if you now I don't even know if you um if you watch the first three you might find you might actually dislike it because none of this stuff is in the first threes. Um. But yeah, crit- critics critics got a seventy nine percent rating, and audi- the audience score is ninety five percent right now. Wow. Yeah, hold on. Let me read you one critic review on Rotten Tomato. Oh, jeez. Okay. Well, while 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 it may be just as dumb, nonsensical, and overstuffed as everything that has come before, 
Adam Winter's Clash of the Titans is a big bowl of popcorn fun, easily the best entry in the new uh, MonsterVerse. Um, while the human characters are mostly mediocre, the film delivers on the promise of being a visual spectacle, and it is truly a fight for the ages. Okay? Sure. Yeah, uh, probably the best way to say it. All right, well, I'm I'm ready to wrap this up, man. Yeah, no, this was uh, no, this was good, man. I uh, ah, okay, we got to figure out what we're gonna watch next week. I don't I don't <laughs> know if anything will ever live up to this one. <laughs> we'll come up with something. All right, man. Good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count, toss it out, everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd, get you that second round. Go on and throw it out, talk about anything that makes you get loud. <laughs>